Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. It's great to be here again today. It's awesome to have you guys show up. That's, that's good enough right there for me. I don't really need, need you activating, I just need you to participate. A lot of people want to activate, but you can't find them. They're like, they got the spirit of the wisps, granddaddy used to call it. They're here, there, and everywhere. And um, he's activated this people because they've learned how to participate. They've learned how to get in the river. Whether they knew what it was or not, they didn't care. They just dove in anyway. They surrendered their life continually to the ongoing mystery of the kingdom. It's not about what you know, it's about what you don't know that will get you through the next phase of life. If you open up yourself to the mystery, the mysterion of um, the kingdom, the king and the kingdom is a mystery. And we have to be willing to get into relationship, relation to get the right revelation of what that means. Um, so let's not be ones who just want to be acti- acted or activated and ones who want to just get up and talk and do this and do that. Let's be ones who learn how to participate, to find what they can do, whether there's a microphone in front of them or not. Amen. Whether that's picking up the trash, whether that's taking all your stuff out, whether that's helping somebody in the children's ministry, whether that's whatever that looks like, find your place to serve and to act, participate. And then the father one day will come knock on your shoulder and go, Hey man, I need you to share something. I need you to speak something. And it'll all come from the willingness to be obedient with the little things. And if this house knows anything, it knows how to take care of the little things. And Apostle Ball helped us with that, helped us model what that looks like. And it's just a blessing to be walking in that ongoing kingdom message that he planted here. Amen. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Can we just give, I mean, come on. Um. We could, we don't have to preach another message, another sing another song to get to, to just grow because we, we've got we've had so much here and we've had so much to learn from and benefit from, and um, I encourage us all to um, keep that word alive in us as we go on to this next glory. Amen. Um, it's an honor to be here today. It's July seventh. 11.35, we had a long worship set today. That's okay. Um, be willing to, to be stretched in those worship, worship sessions. And, um, you know, I'm learning how to, to lead from face to face. I want to talk about that for just a minute. Um, a lot of you might want to know why I don't open my eyes a lot. We always re, retuning me to a face to face person. So I don't lead the people. I lead from his face. And what that means to me is intimacy up here, just like I do at home. And I bring that encounter into this place, and I just offer it. And I'm not, I'm not here to lead you into worship. I'm here to, to offer a sound that you always put in me. And you can either resonate with that sound and get in with it and find your sound in that sound. Or you're going to have a hard time. So what I'm learning how to do 
And Mark has even challenged me with this because I don't, I want you leading face to face. And I'm not going to talk about all that today, but that's basically what the Zadok priesthood is. It leads from a face to face. It doesn't lead the people into something. The people come with something and they lead themselves into the face to face. If you need the person up here leading you face to face, then you're coming for the wrong reason. It's a place to get encouraged and exhorted and to come up to a place of maturity and find that place. And if, you, if you're uncomfortable in that place and you've remained, great. That means you're willing to change. You didn't leave. And that's a big deal in this place and this time where we're at. We're going from a principal message to a presence message. We're going from a foundational message to a building message. And it's going to look different. Allow the differences to, to be okay. Allow yourself to be willing to change in the middle of some things that look unfamiliar to you, that feel unfamiliar. Like today, for instance, it might have been hard for you to wade in that water. That's fine. Just find where you're, what's working and what's not. And just begin to tune that and find out what you, where your hunger is in that. Amen? I'm learning how to speak from his face and learning how to speak from his place. Not getting tied up and lost in what I want to preach. So it'll look good and it'll sound good when I go back on the podcast and listen. I go, man, that's good. It's not that. It may have used to be that. It may have used, used to have been that. When I first started out, I just wanted something to say. And then when Yahweh overtook me, I found out I had so much, I had to find out how to place it and where to put it and how to package it for people who can hear it rightly. And that's what I'm learning. And it's so good to me that I get to be in this place and learn with you guys and discover things like a child together. Not just alone personally in my personal but in together, corporately. He can take this group of people somewhere where he can't take you individually. And he wants to take us all together. Different maturity levels, different levels of where we are in the kingdom. But in this house at the Rock of Bay County, he's teaching us what it is to go together. To not be locked into isolation. To understand that an isolated man seeks his own desire. And in this day and time where it's a lot about secret place, my last message was literally named that, secret place. A lot of people can get locked into that so much they get locked into secret and never come out. Man, that's a mad will preach right there. They get so locked into their comfort of secret that they never get out and expose the second greatest commandment, which is take all that love, strength, and energy you gave to me and give it to the P-E-O-P-L-E. You can take the Ten Commandments and put them on the side and do these two and you'll be fine. Love the Lord God with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength. Wow. Now, I said that quickly. 
But that pregnancy hadn't been birthed fully yet. If you go back and rehearse that word right there, are we doing that? Are we in right relationship with that commandment? Love the Lord God, period. No, it doesn't say that. It says love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, strength. And then to love your neighbor as yourself. So the first commandment would be in secret. The second commandment would be in the market. We get lost in secret to give out what we've been hidden in. You can only give out what you've been hidden in. So we're learning how to wade back and forth between these two commandments. Love him with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then love my neighbor as myself. I can't do just one of them. I have to do two to bring in the completion of his system of the kingdom, of his organization, organized from heaven's perspective, not from man's perspective. Not an organized religion, but an organized chaos of kingdom activity. <sighs> when I, I try not to be over animated, but I can't help it. I know you know that. I'm not doing this to show off. I'm doing this because I can't help it. And I don't mind it. And I don't really care if you do. <laughs> It's always good to have your mama in the second row. Because <laughs> she'll preach if I don't want to preach. Um, oh, man, man, man. We're so happy with, for Mark and Eva today. Um, I'm talking now more than my message. I'm going to get to my message maybe. But I do a lot of talking up here because I haven't been up here in a while, so it just kind of comes out. But hasn't it been awesome to, to ha- hear Mark and Mark just being developed and who he's called to be? Can we, not, can we not give that up? Come on. It's been fun for me to watch it and just to see it come, up, come alive. To see a man who never had any intention. Think about that, man. I was born in it. This guy had no intention. It'd be like me going to a bank. And working at a bank or something. <laughs> Dude, no, that ain't happening. I can't even count hardly. <laughs> How do you know it's Yahweh? Because it came like that did. How do you know it's Him? Because it was a mystery. And I had to go search out like a child would what was in the mystery. Mysteries are not meant to stay mysteries. Mysteries are meant to be uncovered by the kingdom sons who are in the earth to give the earth back what it's looking for. Not a Christian, but a manifested son of righteousness, peace, and joy wrapped up in the Holy Ghost and sits in the heaven long enough to be sent to the earth to stand in the place of sorrow, stand in the place of wilderness places, and after you've done all to stand, stand there for when they see you, they recognize the king. So it's just been an awesome thing to see him and see him grow and see him flourish where Yahweh has put him, put the anointing of the Father in him to speak and to give out what he's been hidden in these last few years. 
Um, it's been incredible. And I'm honored to have him as a friend and honored to have him as a leader in this house. And I'm behind him and Eva all the way and so excited to see what Yahweh's going to do in this people. You know, if you just stay long enough, you're going to see some wondrous things in this place. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm not just saying that to sound good. And I'm telling you, I don't speak it unless I feel it, unless I know it. I feel it in my bones. It is moving my chromosomes into a place of muscular to a skin to give out. It can't stay in chromosome land. It has to move into the muscular land and into the skin land. We live in the skin land. Say skin land. I don't know what that is, but by the spirit you do. Cellular, muscular, skin. This is, this is the suit that hosts the Godhead, the Lord. <laughs> the King of kings and the Lord of lords lives in this skin, lives in this suit, this earth suit. You just got an earth suit on for a little bit of time. If it ain't about Christ, I'm sorry to say, but it's all for nothing. All right. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you have your Bibles, that's all. That's just funny how we respond to that. If you do, you can turn to John 3 8 <clears throat> and bookmark Psalms. Psalms 104 and verse 4. If you want to write those down or iPhone them or Bible it or whatever. Um, John 3, 8 and Psalms 104, verse 4. Those are going to highlight two two texts today if I can get to those and talk a little bit about what John's talking about and what David is talking about. Um, The last two times I've spoken here, I've spoken about two words and what the relationship is like with those two words. And I've got kind of a period to that today. And I know when you speak off and on, sometimes you lose track of what you said before. So you got to go back and rehearse some of those things. But I, I know that by the Spirit, this is kind of a, you're always teaching me how to bring teaching in the middle of preaching. And my dad used to call it threeching. It's like teaching and preaching. It's like preaching. There's passion in preaching and there's wisdom in teaching. You can have both of them at the time. Believe that? It's pretty cool. It's a simple gospel, but it's a deep gospel. Allow yourself to be both at the same time. Simple and deep. Simple and deep. Um, so he's teaching and retuning me all the time not only for relationship with him, but for relationship with this house and for this people and how to administer and articulate what he's been given to me. Um, I talked um, two times, or last two times I spoke about the word trust and the word knit. And just briefly overview that for a minute. 
Go back and listen. It's good. You can't get into this place of relationship with the Father until you give over your identity and your way of doing things, and that is a big mouthful right there. We say things sometimes so quickly we don't realize what we just said. It's like that song, I'll follow you anywhere. You better be careful before you say that. <laughs> I'll follow you anywhere. Oh, I'll follow you anywhere. I'll fo- it sounds great in a song, but when you actually got to come out and walk it out, it might not look like you want it to look. Think These words we speak carry weight. They're not just spoken happenstancely, just nonchalantly. This is a king and a priest talking with precision in the valley of decisions that we have to make in life. And if we don't have precision in decision, we'll get distracted in decision. Amen? I mean, that's, that's, what, he's, that's what he's always doing in us. And it's super cool, super awesome. So trust and knit, the two words I used to get into this place called secret and then come out of that place with a um, vibrancy and a, a presence to give out. But you never get the trust until you give over your way. So when you do that, you get his trust. Trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. There's a path he wants to take you on. And the first thing you need to do to get on that path is learn the obedience and the identity of what trust is. Trust him in the beginning to move into a place of knitting. So I want to talk today about how do you recognize when a new glory has shown up. Say glory to glory. You've always been helping me understand what that looks like in life. What glory looks like. And I believe you can take trust and knit and basically take those two words and they travel with you in every glory. They don't, you don't leave those in the glory but from behind. You take them with you. You never get rid of trust and you never get rid of knit. You become familiar in trust and you become intimate with the knit. So what he's given to me is a word called grit that I'm going to speak about today. And it's how you recognize when a new wind has shown up. Say grit. Grit. He's putting grit in us. Now, I want to try to talk this out here. I'm talking it out literally as I'm thinking here. But I believe that what we're learning right now, what it is to go from glory to glory. We're already in a glory now. And he's just moving us into this one. This is a new one for us as a corporate house. Personally, for me at home, it's this way. They're very much similar, familiar in a lot of ways. If they're separate and distinct and, and always distant from one another, there's a problem. The corporate house and your personal life should, should match in some way. They shouldn't be so separate and so far off. That's where accountability comes in. That's where responsibility comes in, where you're not just own your own world, but you come into the corporate house with the friends of the Father and begin to come with the camaraderie of the comrades of the people of God who are ready to go and are ready to help you be accountable to what you've been, what you've been speaking with your mouth. We need friends who are willing to do that. Right. We need people who are willing to come up beside us and go, hey, man, you said you'd do this and you didn't do it. I mean, we're willing to be bold and boisterous and with friends, we're family. Are we that? Yeah. Then let's be okay with being willing to be, to maybe add some grit 
in the middle of some things that may cause some rough edges. But he's smoothing out those rough edges as we're learning what it is to go from glory to glory. So trust and knit, those are two words that you do in glory. You trust him and then you become relationally familiar and intimate with him. Knitting. I love the word knit. I just love it. It's like the best word ever. K-N-I-T. It's the word that Jonathan and David, uh, he uses in Samuel, I believe it is. It said they were so joined. They were knit together. They were brothers. They were intimately acquainted with one another. They were close. They were together. So trust, knit, and today is grit. So trust, knit, Grit, grid. That's the four words. Trust, knit, is the place of relationship and glory. And how do you recognize when a new wind has come in the room? How do you recognize when a new glory to glory has come in? When you begin to feel the shaking. What has this house been through in the last year? A shaking We're not so much in a glory moment as we are in a two moment. What does he do in the two part? He adds grit. What is grit? Well, grit, there's two definitions for it. It's literally dirt, particles of dirt. And then another definition is the, what he puts in you, the adjective he puts in metal, puts in backbone, puts in courage, Right? He puts in those things, but he doesn't put those things in until he comes and stirs you with a wind. So the first thing you're going to feel in a new glory is weirded out. (laughs) Has anybody felt a little weirded out? Good news. It's an announcement to you that you've become the wind fully in the glory that you're in because you can recognize the wind that's come in. And when you recognize the new wind that's come in, it's an announcement that you now have become the wind fully in the glory you're in, and you can talk back to that wind who's moving you into a new glory. Did you know your wind, the scripture says? So we're taking the trust and the knit, and we're moving into grit. So trust, knit, grit, grid. You have to get rid of all your old grids in order for him to, impl- to impl- implement a new grid. There's a new grid being placed in his sons and daughters in this two moment right now. And it's relationally, intimacy with Yeshua the King, becoming alive to what that frequency is. To becoming alive to the um, beloved identity of what that is. Of who you've always been in him and who he's always been in you. That John 17, John, the beloved familiarity of what this new life is. Not so much a principle as as much as a presence now. A weightier sense of his person in the room, right? Not so far off in distance, and I need to go hear um, the apostle to get the word. That brought me to a place to become something that I could not have become unless I heard the word first. So there was an ear to hear it before there ever was a mouth to proclaim it. But this house has been seasoned with an ear to hear. It has been made ready for the next level of glory, which is not to stay in a place of ear to hear. That's not the end all in the kingdom, believe it or not. It's not to hear and obey. 
What is this? What do you hear when you hear Paul? Uh, if, I, if, if I sit here and obey a hundred million times, I wouldn't be surprised back in the day. This house was about hear and obey, hear and obey, hear and obey. What do you, what, what, man, something was going on in that time with us. He was teaching our ears how to hear all the variables of his sound. Long before we could ever graduate to become his mouthpiece and actually speak into the earth. He'll never let you have a mouthpiece until your ear has been cultivated long enough to sit and listen a while. And allow that ear to hear to bring faith up to a place where it's announcing it's time to move. Because nothing pleases God but one thing, faith. And how does faith come? By hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That place of faith is now graduated to now, now you're ready to come into a mouthpiece and begin to speak for me. So you start in a place of ear to hear. You finish in a place of feet walking out of the mountain. And all of these things go into this place called glory. So trust and live in glory. What he's doing right now in this age, in this moment right now, is he's bringing a wind and he's doing, he's shaking everything that can be shaken. He's shaking everything that can be shaken. And that's called grit. That's called shaking. Everything that can be shaken must be shaken. And what this storm represented for me was a new glory. And it came three, four months after granddaddy had passed. These are not coincidental. These are all prophetically charged by heaven if we can lean in and seize the seeing of what he's given us to see. Not everybody can see this, but if you have precision in that valley of I don't know what's going on, you'll know what to look for and you won't get distracted by all the extracurricular stuff on the peripheral. You'll be locked in and blinders up and steadfastly devoted, face set like a flint, and you see exactly what you're supposed to be seeing because you stayed in a place of being seated long enough where he can send you to stand in that place of sorrow, in that place of depression, in that place of anxiety, in that place of wilderness, places that are all around us in this city, in this town right now. And he's called us to this place of importance. He's called us to this place of accountability and responsibility to know who we are and to become all that we're called to be and know that it's not, it's not just to stay in one place. It's a constant moving. It's a constant U-Haul backing up the truck. It is. It is. Glory is great, but guess what's coming too? Guess what's coming after glory, too? And what does he do in the two? He spins you around. He, swill, he swirls you. He moves you. He bends you. He shakes you. He does everything he can to get you in a place where he needs you to be. And he can only do that by the shaking. So he shakes you. He moves you. And this storm was a prophetic um, type and shadow of what he's doing in us as persons, as people. He's shaking everything in us, all that trust in it that provided a great realm of glory. And now we recognize something new has come in the room because we don't feel like we used to. Something is different. We're, we're noticing that. We're changing. We're, we're allowing ourselves to be changed by that because we notice it. 
We're aware of it. See, you'll never remember what you're not aware of. Your awareness will always take you into remembrance. But if you don't remember, you're not aware, you'll never remember. And if you don't remember, you'll never have time to consider about going into a new glory. So it's awareness, remembrance, consider. He never pushes you into anything. Say consider. It's a great word. Consider. I might go, I might not. But how do I get to consider? Because my awareness had peaked apex to remembrance. Now I carry a memory. And now I'm here carrying something that's bigger than me. And now I have a moment to consider whether or not I'm going to step into the glory on the other side of the two. I'll follow you anywhere. I'll follow you anywhere. Glory to. So he's bringing winds in. And what he did with this storm was brought the wind. And he shook you. And he's still shaking you. He's shaking this this land, this county. He's shaking all of it. He's shaking that foundation one last time to make sure it's locked and ready. And I fell at the end of that storm. All the four corners of that foundation were locked and set in place for the builders to come along and begin to build the house of God. This whole message is in Haggai 1 and 2. My dream is to be able to read those two chapters to you. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. I think I, I can. I can do whatever I want up here. But I'm just saying, I don't... There, these two chapters are what I'm, I believe is a, is a type and shadow of what we're in right now. It's a, it's, a, it's a Haggai coming to Zerubbabel and Joshua and telling them, Wake up! You know what Haggai was? He was a new wind that came in and pinned some new direction for Zerubbabel and Joshua to take on a new attitude to become the house when they were too busy worrying about their house and not about the Lord's house. Allow me to be a Haggai to you today and come in like a wind, as Psalms 104 says, and be a messenger And just talk out of the wind today and say, if you have an ear to hear it today, come up here and let me show you some things about this new land, about this new glory, about this new territory that the kings are coming into. It's not just locked into presence in a person of worship. It's locked into the realm of heaven as his glory, as his city coming into the earth. There is no beautiful city without a heartfelt sun. Because the city lives in the sun. And the only assignment for the sun is to get the city out of the sun and into the land. And you'll never see it in the land until you see it in the sun. Because the sun is wrapped up in everything. Everything the Father put in you is already there. It's finished. It is done. He never sends the word out without the finished work in it. He never sends the word. Who are you? The word. You spend time with the word. He sends you as the word. He never sends you until you look like him. And you look at him long enough till you become him. And then he looks at you and you go, it's time. He sends you. No beautiful city, Panama City, without a heartfelt son. Because the city lives in the sun. And the assignment of the sun is to get the city. See, it's not just a presence. It's glory. It's his realm. 
It's his heavenly dimensional realm. When the king comes, he brings his realm with him. Everything comes with him. It's not just his person. It's everything that comes into heaven. Everything that's in heaven is in him. He's, it's all locked up in the person of Christ. So the presence and the glory are two different things. They're not the same thing. Presence is something you become intimate with personally. Glory is something you bring from heaven, from the mountaintop, with his rule and reign. Oh, ah. It's not just R-A-I-N that I need. It's R-E-I-G-N that the earth needs. And we're not going to R-E-I-G-N until we R-A-I-N. And he's teaching us in this two moment right now how to be okay surrendering with R-A-I-N and just listening and gleaning from that soaking and waiting time. Waiting, soaking, presence. We read these words in the Bible. Do we, do we know what oil is and wine is? We think it's just some kind of fancy poetry thing in there. It can be that too. But it's more than that. It's deeper than that. Allow yourself to make it as real as you want it to be because he's coming in in a way he's never come in before because he's never had a people who have had an ear to hear like he has now. And this people has been seasoned with a big old ear to hear some big things to come into graduation mode of the mouthpiece to begin to speak new realms of glory. And you'll never see new glory till you speak new glory. How do you think the worlds were framed? By the word. By the word the worlds were framed. Can you imagine that? If you don't believe me, I'm about to show you. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. By faith, we understand that the cosmos, say cosmos, was prepared by the word of God. What are we looking to become? His mouthpiece, the word. What do you think it's time to do now? We've been in here to hear for a while. What's it time to do? It's time to become the mouthpiece. Uh, it's time to become the mouthpiece. When you can speak for him, you've made it. And there's a lot of people speaking for him that ain't speaking for him. Because they're giving out what they've been hidden in. You know, you know what they've been hidden in? Politics, entertainment, iPhone, Insta, Facebook. They've been hidden all right. By faith, we understand that the cosmos was prepared by the word of God. Wow. So we begin in here to hear this place right here. And we're being seasoned and prepped and being added to in this moment of two. He's adding grit to us. He's putting more metal. I love that word metal. He's putting more metal. You know what he does in the shaking? When, when he knows you allow him to shake you, he loves to come in and shake you. When he knows you're alive, because he never pushes you. It's your will. That's why it's so wonderful when you choose his will, because your will stinks. Your will is stench. It's just not good smell. We begin in ear to hear. We move into mouth to proclaim. 
We come into I to see, and we finish with how lovely on the mountain are the feet who bring good news. That's the finish. There is no endings, but there's finishings. I'll meet you at the finish line. And what's next? Two. You begin in a place of ear to hear, but I'm calling you out of that place today. As much as Apostle Paul loved it, it's not the place you stay. The highest order of anything in the kingdom is not to hear and obey it. It's to become it. My cable, my cable guy is calling me, literally, right now. And I'm not going to have cable if I don't answer this phone right now. And if you know me, that's a big deal. He's called me twice already. He called me in worship, and I just went, tag. Oh, man. <laughs> It's, that means I'm going to have to reschedule, though. Ugh. You feel my pain? I'm feeling it up here with y'all. It's like, woo! No, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Shakalabase. We begin in ear to hear. We finish with feet walking out of the mountain. Ear to hear, mouth to proclaim, eye to see, feet walking out. Feet, how lovely on the mountain are the feet. Look at your feet. I mean, just take a moment here. Look at your feet. These are what bring. These are what bring. These are what bring. These are what bring the kingdom in. These are what bring the kingdom in. so what he's doing in this house and for me and all of us I know in some way measure while he's shaking us he's adding to us we don't but he is we don't know that in the middle of a hurricane five He was shaking us, but he was adding into us. He was dropping in metal. He was dropping in backbone. He was dropping in strength. He was dropping in vigor. Because you're going to need it for the glory ahead. Can you just see him dropping it? I just see like a planter dropping seeds. Just, Just drop as he shakes you. And Haggai, the thing that brought the latter glory was the shaking. And you know what they came with after the shaking? Yeshua, the desire of the nations, the desire of our souls. After the shaking has been done, there's an evidence of Yeshua that's more real in you now than it was before. And he's learning and he's teaching us how to learn, how to recognize not only our feeling and our goosebumps, but our nature is changing. Our image likeness in nature is changing. We ought to look more like our daddy every day because we allowed him to spin us around 
when he brought the glory in. And we learned how to recognize the wind because we've become the wind fully in the glory I'm in. So now I can talk to the wind and now become a messenger back to the wind. I know that sounds crazy. I'm about to prove it in Psalms. So turn there. And I'm not going to have cable today. (laughs) Glory! (laughs) That's just hilarious. You know, he told me he would come 12 to 2. And I was saying, well, we'll be done by 12. Uh, Not done by 12. All right, Psalms. So trust, knit, grit, grid. Trust and knit, you take with you. Glory to, say, I'm learning the glory to, no, you don't have to say this. I'm learning the glory to glory lifestyle. I'm learning what it means, not just what it sounds like. I'm learning to take it off the page and let it jump into me and no longer just become a word on a page, but become life in my bones, right? You know, Yahweh didn't make it hard for us to, re- to, to realize there was a wind coming in. <laughs> he didn't make it hard for us this time. And it's almost like he made it so plainly obvious to this land to say, hey, guys, I'm shaking you. How you doing? I, I really felt that when this storm came. I felt like he was with us in the trembling of it. Like, hey, man, it's fun, isn't it? It's good, isn't it? You've been, you've been with Apostle Ball for 45. You've been trained for this. You've been talking this out, but when you got to walk, it's a little different, isn't it, son? Isn't it, son? Isn't it? I'm telling you, it gets in your face a little bit. Talks to you, mushes you around, presses you. That's what a new grid being placed in your, in, your, in your chest is all about. There's a pushing and a prodding and a provoking in a gentle way. From a father and a son going, it's fun, isn't it, son? It's a little shaking going on. Some things are happening. It's not quite as comfortable as it used to be. It's a little bit more peculiar than it may have been before. Trust knit. Oh my God, grit's coming. You know what he does with God? I got to say this and then it'll be done. Grit. Particles of dust. What are we? He came through this storm to shake up our makeup. What's our makeup? Dust. I was watching the Planet Earth Channel. Uh, I love the Animal Planet and Earth Channel, all that. I think kingdom's all about that. I think if you don't like that, you're missing something. Animals are amazing. <clears throat> and I was minding my own business and watching this Earth Channel and this show. And Josh Jones, keep it down. Keep it down. It's good to have you, by the way, man. He's at the, the Rockamobile. My goodness gracious. Um, watching Earth Planet and I get a revelation about this word grit. And he talks to me about what he's doing in this house and what he's doing in my life. He's building a new ecosystem for us for the new glory. And he gave me this parallel with the water and the dust to give you to you. Hopefully this will make sense. This was so stinking cool when I heard it. 
I love that guy who does the voiceovers for that. He's just so into it. And there's this desert, in the, just in the desert, and the wind comes and stirs up these wind um, dust storms, dust tunnels or tornado kind of activity, right? It just comes in and stirs, and these winds come in, and there's nothing but this desert, just fast desert, and spins all this dirt up. And I sat there and go, oh, my God. And I, I felt me being that dust. See, if you don't feel it before you see it, it'll scare you into terror and not scare you into his goodness. Did you know the goodness is scary? I got a verse for that too. It'll make you tremble and fear. Not the terror of Satan, but the goodness of the Lord will make you fear, dude will make you tremble. <laughs> He's shaking up our makeup. What's my makeup? Dust. I hope I got some more dust. I don't if I don't let the wind in. I don't if I don't let the wind in. What does the wind do? Well, I'm watching it, and the guy goes, I wish I had it. I almost, I almost wanted to show it, because I can almost just show it better than I can tell it. But the wind comes in and stirs it up, and he goes, where does all that dust go? <laughs> Ow! He's shaking up our makeup. Dust, water. Dust, water. Makeup, dust, water. Where does all that dust go? It's got to go somewhere. It goes back into the water. And if you saw, they show you the water before, the dust is put in there, and it's gorgeous. I mean, top of the line, ecosystem, top line, beautiful, full of beauty. I mean, fishes out the yin-yang, things you hadn't ever even seen. I mean, just awesome. Clarity's unbelievable. Gorgeous water, boom, 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 boom. And then he adds the dust. The wind comes in, stirs a new direction. He's pinning a new direction with his wind. Where's that dust go? Back where it came, back into the water. You know what it does to the new ecosystem? What it does to that? It makes it 10 times more than it was. It comes up to a place that new species is emerging. Did you hear that? New species new fish, they don't even know what to call it. They don't even know what it is, is arriving because the dust has been back into the water and is becoming new life, new ecosystem, new glory. It's changing what is beautiful. You can't change. That's beautiful. No, I am changing. It's going to be more beautiful. It's one, don't change my wonderful. No, it's going to be more wonderful, dude. It's going to be gritty before you get there, but just trust me. Ha. Huh? Right? Yeah. Trust knit, grit, grid. You know what the grid is? Yeshua and you in a way that you've never known him before. Where I can sit up here, we can sit up here for an hour and a half and not hardly sing a lick of songs and be okay. Because we allowed his shaking. We allowed our makeup to be shook up. And our makeup is going right back in. We're out of the belly shall flow rivers of living water. 
The dust is going back in the water. And now what you thought was good before, wait till you see it now. Do you see that? Oh my God. Let me read a verse and we'll be done. Trust, knit, glory. How do I know a new glory has come? Grit. Agitation, shaking, adding metal in the shaking to receive as new grid. And when you get done with the grit, guess what you got? Haggai 2 verse 7. And the latter glory will be greater than the former. That's what you get. Anybody want any latter glory? Are you okay with the former glory? I'm just asking. I don't know where you're at, but that's what I have today. Hello, wind. Hello, dust. Hello, water. Hello, earth and heaven. Let him come in and stir the makeup right back into the water again. And what you thought was heavenly before is going to open up so many things more to you than you ever can dream. If you can imagine it, it's not him. If you can think it, it's not him. If you can search it and find it, He's past finding out, dude. I'm sorry. You ain't going to get it. But that's why he says, keep on searching more. And a child can search out what adults just can't seem to find. We can learn so much from the kids. so happy that I am okay with being childlike. I'm so happy that I'm okay with being organic and free and not stuck to anything but Him. I'm so happy that I had a home to learn that in. I don't have an excuse. I don't have an excuse. Psalms 104 and verse 4. If you don't think you're wind, let me remind you real quick. John 3, 8 and then Psalms 104. I'll read these verses and we'll be done. John 3, 8, the wind blows where it wishes. This is Yeshua talking in John 3, verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes. I love that right there. Blows where it wants to. There's a verse in Psalms, another verse in Psalms. I stay in Psalms a lot. It says, Yahweh's God of the heavens and he can do whatever he pleases. I just love that. God, that's so good. Really? He can do whatever he pleases. Guess what you can do? Whatever you please. My dad told me, the last thing my dad told me before he fell dead of a heart attack is you can have as much as you want. You can have as much as you want. I've trained you for it. Get to it. I'm here to tell you today, you can have as much as you want.
Oh, help us today. You can have as much as you want. (laughs) If it's not too good to be true, it's not the right message. Trust, knit, grit, grid. Trust, knit, grit, grid. Trust, knit, grit, grid. Trust, knit, grit, grid. Grit, grid, and grid, and grit, grit, grits. Shrimp and grits. Captain Anderson's last night. It was great. Did I read it yet? No. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from. Here it is, and where it is going. Here it is. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. If people know where you're going all the time, and they got you down like a time ticker, they can literally tell you where you're going to be, then... You're so predictable, you become conditioned to tradition. Don't let your traditions condition your position. And keep you locked into a place. It's like a locked-in prisoner that sees freedom on the outside and can't ever get to it. Can you imagine that? We got people living that life all over this country, and they're not in a jail cell. They're at home in their own cell. They've made for themselves. Oh, that's a good word. They have made their own cell in their home, and they're not even in jail. Let yourself out. Oh, man. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who was born of the Spirit. Psalms 104 and verse 4. He makes the winds his messengers. He makes the winds his messengers. How do you know when a new wind has come? When you become fully the wind and the glory you're in. And you can recognize it and talk back to the messenger. For he makes the winds his messenger. And go, hey... I'm here. It's time to be spinned around a little bit. I'm going to shake you. And I'm going to be a Haggai coming into two men who did not do it right. But you know what their response was when Haggai told them what to do? I'll obey that man. I'll obey the word of the Lord and I'll obey the word of the prophet. It actually honors the prophet as well as the Lord. He gives the man his due as well as the father in him. And I'm here today as a Haggai to you, a Joshua and Zerubbabel, and saying, hey, let's get in and let's find out this latter glory is better and more real than it has ever been if we're willing to step in into this place of grit and allow him to shake up the makeup and put it right back into the water where that new ecosystem of kingdom is more lively and more boisterous and more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed than it has ever been in its life. And you know where it's going? To another glory. Amen. Let's stand up today. 
Hallelujah. Yahweh, we thank you for this day and this time. We thank you for helping us understand who we are, what our makeup is, what you're doing in this new glory shifting and this turning and this poking and this agitation that leads into activation. Help us be okay with the agitation so we can fully glorify in your activation of what you're giving us to see in this day. We love these people. We speak life over them this week in every way and honor all of them, for being sons and worshipers. We have beautiful people in this house, beautiful worshipers and sons of the Most High. Speak life, life, life. Amen. Love you guys. Bless y'all. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.